Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I was desperate. I was desperate for love. I, I wanted to believe that I belonged. You know, that, that somebody could love me or that I was worthy of being loved. And, and even though like my, like my mother made it so confusing for me because what was worthy of love one day wasn't the next. So, you know, I was always constantly questioning, like, how do I get that? Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me. I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls and the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives and what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives and that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you you What makes you the absolutely unique human that you are? Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story. What happened to them, how they got through and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city.
Hey my beautiful friend, do you suffer from depression? Symptoms of depression are not always obvious. You might feel constantly tired. You might be low in energy, low in motivation. You might have constant feelings of anxiety or worry, feelings of sadness or feeling constantly guilty about everything. If this sounds like you, take a look at Destroy Depression. It's a treatment plan that works regardless of your symptoms or your age. It's a totally drug-free, straightforward plan that explains everything you need to know about eliminating depression step by step. Destroy Depression helps you dominate your depression. It helps you take back control over your symptoms and it comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee so you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Click the link in the show notes to find out more about how Destroy Depression can help you because you really do deserve to live your life free from the symptoms of depression. Hey, my beautiful friends, have you clicked to follow this show yet? Click the three dots at the top right-hand corner of the podcast screen and follow so that you get notified when there's a new episode. Are you an empath? On the Heal blog this week, I'm giving you 13 signs that you're an empath and how to use that as your superpower. Go and check it out. The link is in the show notes. When I spoke to Erin, I could feel her energy. It was deeply sad for the things that had happened to her in her life. She was born into a family that was pretty toxic. Her mum was manipulative and she didn't feel any real love from her mum. So much happened and finally Erin decided she needed to escape. She found a nice man and she got married and then after a time she realised she was living in a very similar situation to the one that she'd been so desperate to escape. So much manipulation, no control over her life. She had in fact married into a cult and the control was suffocating. We pick the story up as Erin is describing what living in this cult was like. The first thing that people think of is my church and I want people to understand that this is my church. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about no church. I'm talking about, you know, back bedrooms and hotel rooms. Like this is where the sermons happen. Like everything that you do is in secret. You know, you, you don't tell the public who you are and you don't let anybody know who you affiliate with. And you sign a contract that says that you will not mention the group outside the group, you know, kind of like Fight Club. I guess that's the example I like to use. And so the people in this cult very much are like the leader of the Fight Club. where They have these two personas, you know, they have the public persona where they go to work and they practice law. And they, and they seemingly follow the laws. And then they have the, uh, their second persona where they really think that all of the laws of society are complete bullshit. And they have their own political structure. And, the, and that's what they really believe at the heart of the core of everything. So that really undermines their integrity when it comes to like practicing in the real world. And, I'm, and I've seen that play out, but that's another story. <laughs> but, you know, they're just like, <sighs> completely narcissistic just a group of completely narcissistic people that want to believe that there's something special about them and everybody else is going to burn in hell. And, and they like that. Yeah. 
I was desperate. I was desperate for love. I, I wanted to believe that I belonged, you know, that, that somebody could love me or that I was worthy of being loved. And, and even though like my, like my mother made it so confusing for me because what was worthy of love one day wasn't the next. So, you know, I was always constantly questioning, like, how do I get that? But with them, it was like, yeah, there's this way, you know, you just kind of do this. Like, and it was like this way that had health benefits. Like there was, there, there were positive things to it. And I was like, so you're telling me that like, if I just do these things that I'm going to be loved and accepted. I'm like, that's easy. I could do that. So there was this real appeal to me and, but I didn't really realize that it was a cult. Like it was unpackaged very slowly to me. I know that the first conversation we had about it was when I was actually pregnant and they wanted to bring me to Colorado to the compound where essentially the cult leader lived with all of the priests. And so, you know, it was just unpackaged to me very slowly and eloquently you know, like, we're going to bring you here to do this and meet this person, but you're going to have this really cool experience. You're going to go to mountains of Colorado and live, stay in this mansion for the weekend, you know, so. Wow. That's so, that's just so manipulative, isn't it? And so at what point did alarm bells start ringing for you? I, you know, when I met him at college, he was, he was, you know, his public self. He was somebody that I, that I could like, you know, but then when he was with his family and under their influence, completely different person, like he would just completely submit himself to his father's will. And so it was like having a relationship with his father, what his father said went, like, I didn't have any power in the relationship on top of the fact that his father was also the cult elder and the political structure required me to go directly to him if I had any problems in the relationship. And so it was set up so that I really didn't have power. So, you know, when, <laughs> so I got pregnant and they started to slowly, like they, they had convinced me to have my child and I was going to use their midwife for that. So I started seeing her in New York because that's where I was living at the time. And then I moved back to Maine to be with my family. And she came to Maine because essentially she was going to come back, come to Maine anyway. Because when everybody got the call, that was where the safe homes were. That's where they were going to come. So she followed me as my midwife. I ended up having my baby at my home. But <laughs> I was having medical problems throughout my pregnancy and you know didn't get the treatment that I needed I was being treated with herbs and with garlic and the birth went really really bad um like really bad and my son ended up born damaged he asphyxiated and was diagnosed later on with cerebral palsy and he had a very difficult life yeah. um and so that that was that was one of that was that was a pretty big pretty big moment for me when I when I was in that moment and the midwife, the only thing that she could say to me was, this is your fault. Like if you only knew how to breathe, like this would never have happened. And this is the same woman who had told me that Le Mans was a joke, <laughs> that it was a waste of my time. So it was confusing. And then on top of that, the cult was kind of like, oh, you know, there's something wrong with you that, you know, this happened, like God's telling you something like, you're being cleansed through fire girl like ooh, and it just kind of made it really easy for them to all kind of step back but you know she wasn't licensed to practice and she wasn't experienced and 
the child that she had birthed right after mine ended up going to the hospital in an emergency situation also. And so, you know, for them to put all the blame on me and to just back off and make me essentially a single mom was just really, just really wasn't even something that I noticed or was even able to focus on because honestly, my son took all of my attention. He took all of my focus away for the whole time that he was alive, like for a whole decade. And, um, you know, he took my attention away from what was happening in my own family and from, you know, essentially like the whole, all the cult bullshit, because it was easy for me to say, no, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I can't do this. Like this, he's my focus. Like, so I, I don't really know. I mean, how else to explain it, but you know, they shaved, my head was shaved. He shaved my head when I told him that I wanted to leave him. So yeah, I don't know. I think there were some, some things. I think that Jacob is just so triggering to me. I got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, my gosh, my gosh. So what actually happened then that you were out on your own? Is that what happened as a no, result we of that? But we were still together up until Jacob's fifth birthday. It took me that long to basically like get him to leave because he was, he was a terrible person. Like he just did not step up and help me at all. Like he slept in, like he, I, I was having sleep deprivation by the time Jacob was 18 months old and I was having hallucinations, like scary hallucinations, like, like things that I couldn't admit because people were going to say, you know, you're too weak, you can't handle this. My, my biggest fear was somebody was going to take my son from me. And so when he just let this happen, like, and just sat back, it was so passive. He didn't clean up after himself. It was just like having another person to take care of on top of everything. And I just couldn't do it. I just, it was my breaking point. I'm like, you, I, get, I need to get out of this relationship. So I um, scraped every single penny, every penny that I could scrape of his, of mine. And I said, listen, you know, we're building this house. And I got his, I had some money saved and I convinced his parents to start building this house. And my brother was doing carpentry at the time. So we got a really good deal. As soon as the frame of the house went up, I was like, you, you're going to go stay there and you're going to put an apartment in the basement so we can move in and we'll build the house as we live there. And it was my way of manipulating him. As soon as he moved out, that was it. He wasn't, he was not allowed to come back. Um, two times he did come back into the home. I was not there and he essentially robbed me of everything. I had a computer because I decided I was going back to college. He took it. I took my sewing machine. Like he took everything. He just took everything. He took the kids stuff, but didn't want the kids. So. So you say kids, was there another child as well? Yeah. So I had been trying to leave him. <laughs> this was another thing. And I had reached out and I, I knew I couldn't reach out to his father, talk to his father about this. And he was the one I was supposed to talk to. So I reached out to a different elder and I said, hey, listen, I said, this is not going okay for me. Like he needs to have some real counseling because I'm not getting any effective counseling out of his father who was taking his side on everything like this man needs to step up he needs to do something he needs a job he needs to clean up after himself he needs to you know pitch and take his son to a doctor's appointment he's got to do something you know and I said I want to leave him I'm I, I'm done I'm leaving him and he would try I this is what I think happened and I don't have any proof but I think there was a conversation about this I think he went to Bill Bill is the father. And I think that they said, no, you need to do what you need to do to keep her around. And it was my fault. I let my guard down. I hadn't had sex with him in two years. It was like two years I hadn't had sex with him. And he had had an affair with my cousin. And we went out, we had a good time. You know, I had a little bit to drink and I wasn't a drinker. I had sex with them and we got pregnant and he, he knew better. You know, I really think he did that to me on purpose. So 
that's how the second one came about. And I was, I was pretty pissed off because I couldn't, I love my son. Don't get me wrong. He is absolutely the prize of my life. Like we have a great relationship. I adore him. I wouldn't take it back for one second, but it was just one of those things where you're just like, I have too much on my plate. Like, what am I going to do? I, I can't handle this. Yeah. It's just like you beyond breaking point, right? And, and then all the pressure to be perfect, you know, all the pressure to be a perfect wife, you know, and then all the ridicule around like not being perfect and breaking up those relationships that I had formed with other, you know, youth and cult and just doing some really underhanded things to just always keep me isolated. Yeah. And so how were you able to get out of that cult? Well, I mean, I essentially manipulated him to move out and then I didn't let him come back in. And I, I guess I, I mean, I did something kind of dirty myself. I, I grabbed the first loser that had showed interest in me. And I said, I'm in a new relationship now. And that went terribly for me, but I got out. So I don't know how I feel. I have mixed feelings about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did what well, you did what you needed to do, right? I mean, you get to a point where you actually have to do something for yourself. You must have just been at your wits end and just can't even imagine the headspace that you must have been in at that point. You've, you've literally had a lifetime of manipulation and control. It's, it's just relentless, isn't it, what you went through? It seems that way. I mean, even now that I've had a lot of time and space from it, it's like I'm still, I still deal with it. Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.